check, check. Woo. We're back at it. All right, so anytime you need to do anything tech-related, unplug it, plug it back in, <laughs> or turn it off and turn it back on. <laughs> that is uh, the first word of advice I have for season three. Turn it off and turn it back on. Start over. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we were a little rusty getting it back into our podcasting, so mm-hmm. had to turn everything off, turn it back on, and then it works, mm-hmm. of course. Well, welcome to season three, my love. Welcome back. Um, I am excited to be doing this. There's something, there's something just special about sitting down across from you, yeah, and talking to you. You know, and we have been through so much, mm-hmm. and we have talked so much, but we haven't sat down and talked like this. Yeah, and I think it just there's something special to it. You know. Um, you know, we're sitting here trying to, we're still kind of figuring out what season three is going to be all about, but more than anything, it's always, the show is about you and me, our relationship. Mm -hmm. It's for us. Um, it's kind of a, you know, bookmark or, you know, I don't know, some sort of memorabilia for us one day later on down the road. Yeah. But it's also kind of like a, um, a timeline as to like what's going on in the world, what's been going on in our past and so how you doing kiddo i'm pretty good yeah mm-hmm. um last the end of season two was probably around the beginning of covid probably month yeah it was after the first month or maybe maybe even the second month i know i feel like it was in the middle well yeah oh middle of quarantine yeah the middle we're still in the middle it's the end but i don't know sure, it's sure. not the end so, yeah, yeah, exactly. But we were kind of deep into it, actually, mm-hmm. now that I think about it. two months, probably, th- maybe yeah. three months even. Yeah. Now we are about seven <clears throat> months in. Um, so today is October 4th. Um, no. Is it? Yeah, October oh, 4th. What is October 4th? 2020. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Spooky season. Say what? Spooky season. Yeah, exactly. Spooky season. Um, Man, but what a ride, right? Mm-hmm. What a crazy, crazy, crazy time. Crazy time of year. Um, and you know, I felt like it was time for us to start season three and just kind of do season three through the end of this quarter. So I think that's going to end up being 11 or 12 episodes. We'll do it up right up until 2021. Um, and I wanted to just make sure that we are checking in more often. We're having an opportunity to sit across from each other. I do feel like we talk a lot still. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like we actually talk all the time. (laughs) Um, but this intentional space i want to make sure that we set aside and that we are kind of checking in we're um and kind of exploring some of the topics of the day yeah. and uh we're still just kind of using this time to grow together yeah. it's like a different kind of communication between us it is it is mm-hmm. and i and i didn't realize how much i missed it honestly yeah. until until i've just been like gosh you know i felt like Lately, I just have been craving it, you know, (laughs) and I think that, you know, I felt like, um, you know, we are with each other, you know, five solid days a week from start to start to finish. Um, whether we're here at the house or you're coming with me to work, um, to do e-learning, you know, Mm -hmm. we're together all the time. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, and then, you know, halfway through Sunday, I get you back and, but I just love this time. And so. 
this is this is our time. So welcome back to season three. Um, if if you're new here, thank you for joining us. We are um, a dad and a daughter um, live here in Chicago, Illinois. We just kind of navigate through some of the things that are going on right now in the world um, today. We are going to specifically, I'm going to kind of interview Hannah and ask her some questions and check in around, um, she started therapy, was it four months ago now, probably? Mm -hmm. Four months. I know. (laughs) It's been about four months. It was close to be, unless you think it was more. Well, well, I do it every week. Yep. I don't think it's four months, though. It can't be four months. It's probably been like four or five weeks. No. Like, I've done it. I get the bills. So, (laughs) I'm positive that it wasn't. Because I know how much four or five weeks would be. And this was about three times that amount. So, it's been been a minute. And I think that's that's probably a good thing. That, Mm -hmm. you know. uh, And the same thing. Because I remember I started right before you. Probably about a month and a half. Mm -hmm. Two months before you did. Mm -hmm. And I'm probably going pulling up on six months-ish. So, yeah. it's, it's, It's been the fastest, slowest year ever. You know, like it's kind of been crazy. So what I wanted to do is I want to kind of just ask you a little bit about how that's going. And then, uh, you know, obviously, um, you know, you can choose to share whatever you want to or not. But I just kind of want want you to speak to overall what's been your experience. You know, 13 years old in the middle of a pandemic, starting e-learning in your house. Mm -hmm. You know, how has that uh, how has it been? How has it helped? Um I mean, yeah, and share some of your experience around that. Yeah. So, um, it wasn't officially last year, <clears throat> but when I was in seventh grade, the end of seventh grade, um, is when COVID hit. And yep. so I, um, that was when like the first, the first few months of COVID I was in school. It was yeah. like, what, the first two months of COVID I was basically in school. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> In school was definitely a lot harder, especially to get used to, you know. And so, <clears throat> so like, just getting used to the fact that I'm sitting at home doing homework, you know, and not really knowing how to operate a lot of these things, you know, like yeah. with Google Meets and stuff like that. Yep. Um, and then, like, all the techno- technical difficulties that, like, come with it, you know, it's it's really hard to get used to. Yeah. Um, and so those first few months were really hard and we didn't even get that much class time. You know, we only had like two to three hours of school every day, you know, right. um, like in total. Right. And not, not every class, not like two hours a class. It was two to three hours every day a for day. school. Yeah, I know. And so that was really crazy. And then nothing. And <laughs> yeah. Literally nothing the Til rest the of the day. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was definitely pretty hard um getting used to being bored all that time yeah. and that's what i was like and that but um we did a lot of things to like fight against that boredom you know and i definitely think it helped but it's still like there was nothing to do like right. um and we of course wanted to stay safe you know stay in our houses you know and um but and we would do like zoom calls with our family a lot the Barnes and Mueller family <clears throat> but yeah those first few months of COVID were really hard with school yeah. um and then I had summer break and it was literally just 
nothing. Yeah. Like couldn't go to the beach, pool, nothing, nothing summer related. Yeah. Um, really, but we we found things to do definitely found ways to hang out with friends and um socially distance with people right. um and stay safe during summer but it was not the same it like right. the like it's it's nothing anybody's ever experienced before right. and so like this summer was just filled with boredom you know yeah. like we tried our best to see yeah. people we love and like but it was still really hard because we know like people are going to feel weird about giving hugs you know and that's why yeah. we ask like okay who's giving hugs you know stuff yeah. like that you know just to say stay safe and make people feel comfortable you know and that's honestly the thing that matters is making sure people feel comfortable yeah, um throughout this time you know um because I know, especially even with church, you know, that's been really hard to do. Um, but we like Soul City's figured it out. You know, yeah. we did we did the prayer thing um, and then they did the drive in. Yeah. Um, that was really awesome. Like yeah. they're coming up with some really like creative ideas and like good yeah. ways to stay connected and yeah. doing lives, you know, Instagram, Facebook lives, stuff like that, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, summer was really, really different. Nothing anybody has ever experienced before, you know, um, but, and then once school started back again, it was still like getting used to that, um, Google meets and, um, like not going into school, you know, and, um, but there were definitely also some like advantages to having school online Yeah. and some like good things about having school online or, and some things that I like, like having um, like about having school online, but again, it was just really different and didn't really know how to operate, you know, it was, it was just different. And yeah. so once I started again, eighth grade, um, now I, it's a lot better. It's a lot longer schedule. We have school for more hours a day. And then, um, probably my favorite part about this schedule for school is that we have that, um, hour and a half break for yeah. lunch and to get like work done during that time, you know? And, um, but yeah, I think Skinner has done a lot better or my school at least yeah. has done a lot better with online school, yeah. you know, getting, staying, um, with getting people, our students and even teachers more connected and like have longer um school hours i know it's probably not always the best it's definitely not like uh, i don't think i mean there are definitely people who enjoy school you know but still yeah. it it's really draining yeah and it's uh, it's kind of overwhelming a lot of the time because now like we have school for longer you know and <clears throat> my teacher even said it's like um people have even like it's online school is more tiring than real life really or not real life but or yeah like in person yeah like looking at a screen all day that's like straining yeah. your eyes and it's yeah. a lot like i just i always find myself tired at the end of the day yeah. and so the weekend and then like after school is done that's kind of like my break and like being able to just chill out you know but of course after school um, I get the rest of my work done and stuff like that, but I definitely think school is a lot better than yeah. it was last year, not yeah. last year, but last school year. Yep. Um, so, but yeah, it's a lot more inclusive and like, well, I, I can't find the word. It's more, 
just I know the schedule is better. I know the programming is <laughs> better. I know the I don't know. Um, oh, I know exactly the words you're thinking of, but I can't think of it either. Yeah. But it's more um, more engaging. You yeah. Have, yeah. You have, engaging. You have more engagement. You have, you know, I've seen that happen. And, and speaking of all that, so you just kind of took us through like, you know, what school looked like for you, what the summer looked like for you, now what school looks like again for you. And I'm interested in your therapy stuff. Mm-hmm. And the reason, and I think that it was interesting to the point that you're bringing up, um, is that you're kind of talking about all the things that have changed, at least with school and that yeah. structure mm-hmm. and boredom and this and that. And it was pretty early on that I realized that we were in a new season, we're in a new time, and it was going to call for new things mm-hmm. and new ways of kind of keeping ourselves healthy. And while I love the way that we talk, I love this. I love the, the ways that we talk when we're not recording and all those things. It was really early on that I was able to, I was kind of thinking through how important and how cool it was for me to have someone else to talk to about mm-hmm. stuff. And I just didn't want you to not have someone or not have another space and another outlet. I felt like there was there. It was important for you to have another outlet, another person to talk to other yeah. than me or your mom or, you know, and so that's how therapy came about. So an unprecedented time, right. Kind of came with unprecedented things. And one of those things was therapy for both of us. Yeah. Um, and so, and I'm, I've been really proud of you. You have, it's been really cool because I don't know if you realize this, but this is the first thing that you've ever really managed on your own, your yeah. own schedule, your own time, your own communications. You know, you send the email to, to your therapist. If you guys need, if you have conflicts and schedule, whatever it is, I don't get involved in anything. I just get a bill, I pay it and that's it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it's been, it's been really awesome for you, for me to kind of watch you kind of take ownership of this thing. And this has been your thing to take. Um, and every down to getting it on the family calendar. Right. So I know if you do reschedule it, okay, well, where are we at? What are we doing? Are we going to be, you know, do I have to record something at soul city? Am I going to be here? Am I going to be there? Am I going to be sharing with somebody? And so that's been cool, but I'm, but I'm interested in how has therapy kind of helped you through all of those things and all of the, the navigating all the new nor the new normal, right? Because Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, we kind of talked about it even when we're starting this has become the new normal, right? It's not, it's not life as we used to know it. This is, we are completely, we have shifted gears into there being a new normal in the world. And this is it. And therapy is part of that story for you now. And so your new normal is therapy. Yeah. And having that space to communicate and talk to someone on a weekly basis. So I want you to tell me about how has that kind of been interwoven into everything that you've experienced in the, in this new season. Yeah, I feel like the way therapy is like affected my new normal yeah. is giving me a place to talk about what I might be going through or how I'm feeling throughout the week. Yeah. You know, and some of those feelings might be depression some of those feelings might be anxiety yeah um things like that and i don't like talking about myself yeah and like i i don't enjoy it i like talking about other people (laughs) and i like like giving advice to other people i don't like yeah i don't mind people giving me advice you know but i feel like 
I'm the one who's supposed to give advice. I feel like I'm the one who's supposed to be taking care of people. Yeah. And I have no idea where you get that. It's from. not that I. <laughs> it's not that I don't feel like I don't need any advice. I need all the advice in the world. <laughs> totally. Every single piece of advice in the world, I need it. Yeah. But it's one of those things where I don't think I'm able to maybe even process it or experience it the right way. Yeah. And so I I feel like whenever I talk about how I'm feeling, people are going to judge me for it. People are going to think bad about me. And that's like probably one of my greatest fears. I talk about my fears a lot, like like spiders, snakes, stuff like that, you know. Elevators. yeah. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> no, I feel like that's probably one of my greatest fears yeah. is being judged by people who don't know me wow. or being judged by people who don't understand who I am. Yeah. So therapy gives you a, a place to like to space. not be judged. A space. Because I yeah. know like her job, Jeanette's job is to literally listen to me. Yeah. And that is the most important and most important thing to me about therapy yeah. is that I know I'm not going to be judged. She's going to think things yeah. that may or may not be wrong yeah. or right, you know, sure. but, um, you know, like I know she's not going to physically like make a face at me being like, why would you just say that or right. stuff like that? You know, like I know she's probably going to think things like, Oh, she pro- she should have done this, yeah. you know, but she's not, she's not going to, physically make that visible take a, to yeah, me. she's not going to take a posture yeah of judgment yeah, yeah. and it's openness yeah, yeah. and like i said judgment is probably my greatest fear sure. especially by people who i don't know or don't know me yeah. you know because i might know a person you know and yeah. i feel like the first thing to a person is who they see or what they see yeah outside of a person not the inside sure you know and i've done that a couple times you know i've inferred a couple things about a few people you know but like i that's not what we should bring to the table that's not what we should like show people yeah like i try my best to listen to people and who they are you know like of course i'm going to think like oh this person might be um a little I don't know, like, I definitely think things about people, but I try not to. I try to understand, like, who they are as a person and who they say they want to be, you know, kind of. And so with people doing that to me, it, like, kind of scares me because it makes me think that that's the only thing they see in me, you know, and that's the only thing, like, oh, she's she's depressed, she's a little sad, you know, and so... Um, I shouldn't like be around her, you know, or stuff like that. And you said something earlier about like feeling like, you know, when you say something, when you're kind of struggling with something that, you know, it kind of feels like you, you know, that other people have are going through something like that. Like say more about that or explain. So like whenever I explain things about myself or say that I might be sad or like feeling lonely, you know, or even anxious, you know, the first thought that comes to mind with saying that is, or even not saying it, the, if I think that I might be sad or lonely, you know, the first thought that comes to mind is other people and what they're going through and they're probably going through it 10 times worse than me, Yeah, you know? And it's, I don't think it's a bad thing, but I feel like it can be for me. I feel like it can be maybe a bit unhealthy to 
put it's not unhealthy to put people in front of you, but I feel like it might be a little unhealthy to put people in front of you when you know you're you're the one who's supposed to be like the first kind of the first one you think about, yeah. you know, because if there's a decision that affects you and affects your life, yeah. um, other people shouldn't be the first thought. You should always be the first thought and like be the first one you think about in that situation. Yeah. You can always think about people later or in the future, you know, but like I said, if there's a decision or something that's affecting you and then, but you put other people's pain in front of yours yeah, kind of thing, you know, that can be unhealthy. That can affect your life. Yeah. And I feel like that's what I kind of do. Like I, I'll be sad one day and then, but I won't talk about it. I'll like bottle up inside. And that's, that's what I do a lot. Like, Mm -hmm. and I, and I know that's unhealthy. You know, I know bottling up your emotions is unhealthy, but that's the only thing that I feel like makes me able to experience what other people go through Mm. kind of, Hmm. you know? So, because I don't want to, I don't want to be the first one or the first person to say how I'm, how I'm doing, yeah. you know, when someone asks me how I'm doing, like, um, Hey Hannah, how are you? I'm the first in- instinct I'm going to say is I'm good. Yeah. If I'm good or not. Yeah. You I was know? reading something the other day and, and it was like the most often the, the biggest lie that we tell in the United States is when someone asks us, how are you doing? Yeah. Say <laughs> I'm fine or I'm good, you yeah. know? And yeah, that, it's probably not true a that lot of the time. Yeah. And yeah. it's probably not true a lot of the time. When right. people ask me how I'm doing, I'm probably not very good. Yeah. Um but I don't want to say like, "Oh, I'm not doing too well." Yeah. And because that's giving myself a reason to talk about myself. And like I said, I don't like talking about myself. I yeah. like talking about other people and I like experiencing not experiencing what other people go through, but I like talking about other people and talking about Yeah, being there for other people. Being there for other people. Yeah. You know, and like I said, that's I feel like I'm supposed to do that. You know? Yeah. And like yeah. supposed to be there for people who need me. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I um when we were kind of talking through some of the questions um prior to prior and you said that, I kind of lit up like a Christmas tree. I was like, "Oh my goodness." Like I lit up and and partially because I can completely identify with it. You know, I can completely identify with you know the thing I'm going through is so much, you know, there's so many more people in the world going through so much more, especially right yeah. now. I can also identify with, you know, like just feeling more of pur- more purpose, like being there with someone going through something. I can definitely identify with that. I can also identify with, unfortunately, and probably modeled this incorrectly for my child, um, is not exactly always taking care of myself in order to be strong enough, well enough, healthy enough, enough to take care of others. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's a, there's, there's a few very specific thing that co- things that come to mind about about this. And first of all, I love the fact that you can so eloquently speak on it. Because 42 years old, probably in the last few years, I've been able to say some of the things that you were able to say right now. So clearly and clearly identify. I think half the half 75% of the battle is just realizing you got something going on. 
clearly that work is being done. Mm-hmm. Clearly you are identifying some thing that you need to work on because the fact that you can even, uh, uh, the fact that you know that you have the safe space. Great. And I think that's what it's for. And I think, and I'm, I'm really excited about it, excited about it being part of your rhythm for a long time. But, but being able to reflect on the space also, as I feel like that's like, you know, if there's black belt and whatever, and I don't know all the stages, but you know, this is like the, ne- the level up, right? The level mm-hmm. up from even starting. And that's exciting to see because you can start to identify the fact that like, Hey, you know, the fact that you say, I don't like talking about myself is like, it's important to realize that mm-hmm. because, because it, without you even saying it, without you, without you ever kind of realizing it or understanding it. There's no way to ever do work on it, right? It, it's a problem that doesn't exist or issue or opportunity. And I think it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity for both of us. I know that it's been an opportunity for me for a lot of my life to figure out how do I care for other people mm-hmm. and make sure that I'm, st- I'm still good. I'm not. My tank's not empty at the end of the day, yeah. right? That I'm still kind of finding, figuring out what my balance is. Mm-hmm. for me to be able to serve in the capacity that I know God's called me to mm-hmm. and then also make sure that I'm still I got enough going on inside of me I know I have enough be- work being done I have enough going on I'm receiving enough right and you know we talked about it before and I think one other time I I kind of compared it and, and I've compared it a few times and I've heard it spoken about many times and I think Jared spoke about it one time and it just for years you kind of hear about the put your mask on first like so, we're in an air, you know, like uh, when and when an airplane's taking off, you know, they're showing you where your belt is, where the exit aisles are, and then they're saying, in an emergency, in a case of, in a situation where there's cabin decompression, oxygen masks will fall from the ceiling, and you are to put your mask on first, before securing your child's, and it's and it that little line, right? I've heard sermons about it, right? And I think I've even done messages about it. But the importance of making sure that you have what you need, because if because think about it, if you don't have oxygen in, in the cabin and you don't put your mask on and you're trying to go put your kid's mask on and you've got your kid's mask on. Yeah, your kid's mask is on, but you pass out. Mm-hmm. Well, what kind of help are you to that kid anymore? Mm-hmm. That kid now is looking at passed out mommy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and like that's no help. And so the the only way for the reason why they advise it in that step is so that. You have what you need because if you are not up and available, there's no way you can help your kid. Yeah. There's no way you can help other people. And I think that that metaphor has been used so many times. But, but to speak to the worthiness, the, the fact that you deserve to put your mask on first, you deserve it because so the relationship that we have with God is a personal one, right? You've heard me say that when you hear me pray every night. You hear me say, thank you, God, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not thanking an entity that is like cheering for me or I'm not thanking an entity that is just out there looking down, that is, you know, kind of observing its kingdom play out. Mm-hmm. It's observing coronavirus sleeping through the nation. It's observing like uh, racial tension in the world. We're not, we're not. That's not what our God looks like. Mm-hmm. Right? That's not what God looks like to us. And so I think that if we can, if we can 
start to think through what does, then what does it mean to have a personal relationship? When I'm thanking God for the things that are good that are happening, for the things that are bad that are happening, I'm thanking like God for the opportunities. I'm thanking him for the ups and for the downs. And I'm asking God, I'm calling on God to, you know, to have, let Hannah have a great day. Put her angel, put her, put your angels, God, around her mom. Mm-hmm. Put her angels around grandma. Lift up grandpa. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm asking these things. I'm asking these things because I have a personal relationship with this, with this God, right? With this yeah. deity, with Jesus, right? And so, and so the, the, the thing that I would offer just because I, I felt very, when you brought it up earlier, I felt very convicted and I felt very, I, A, I feel responsible for some, some of the ways that you even carry this, right? You probably see me run around and do all the things and then you probably don't see me enough process the things for myself or for me. You probably don't see me take enough care of myself. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I'm working on. And I promise I'll keep working on it. But but, but what I want is I want you to, to, to be encouraged that because we have a personal God with a, we have a personal relationship with a personal God, like that God, that same God, imagine that God is, the God is here right now as we talk or, or wherever this, this podcast is being played, God is right there. Yeah. Right. So if God is right there for me, and he's right there for you. And he's never leaving you. And you're ne- and, and everything that God does and everything that happens is for a reason. And that, and that God does not leave us, right? So if God does not leave you or me, then God also doesn't leave the people that have it worse than us. Yeah. He has not left them. And, and I think that a mistake that we make, a mistake that I have made, is, is by thinking that God is only able to be in so many places at one time. Yeah. Right? Because that's kind of what it's what we're saying. When we say that like, you know, when we say other people have it but like other people have it worse than us. And 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 that's true. And and for, I want to pause on that and say, "Hey, that's true. That is true. There's always going to be someone though that has mm-hmm. it worse." There's always someone in the world that has it worse. There's always a situation that's worse. There's always a situation that's better. And so while that is true, I, I don't want to assume that God only has enough power to be with and help the people that have it worse either. Right? He's, he's powerful enough because he's with us at all times. Mm-hmm. Because he's with us at all times, he's powerful enough to be with everyone at yeah. all times. Yeah. And so, and so while I think that there is value to being empathetic, I I really do. And I think that it's such a beautiful thing, such a beautiful thing that you think about other people. Like there's so many kids that are 13 years old that don't, there's so many kids, there's so many adults that are 36 that don't, there's so many adults that are 45 that don't, there's so many adults in the world, there's so many humans in the world that do not experience the empathy and think about others the way that you think about others. And so I want to bless that and I want to honor that. But I also want to encourage you that there is a God that is big enough to be with every single human being on the face of this planet, including you, including you, and with you every day and for you every day. And whether the thing is huge or whether the thing is small, he's everywhere. 
and he's with everyone. And so he's there, right? So, so if, if nothing else here that you have permission, you have permission to not be okay in a little bit or a lot, wherever you are, okay? You have permission, all right? And I love you so much. I love you. I know. I know. And we're going to end the podcast so I can hug you. But I, th- I really do. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of your empathy. I'm so proud of the way that you are championing people. But it's okay to not have a good to not have a good day, okay? And and I'm proud of the work that you're doing and we're going to keep doing it together. And there's people that need to hear this, you know? There's a lot of people that are hurting in the world today and right now. And and it is and it's okay to to feel pain. It's okay to not be okay. And we're going to keep doing this. And, you know, I don't know what the season's going to look like, but, you know, I'm just, I love you so much. And I'm so happy to be able to talk to you again. And, you know, if, uh, and, and I'm going to pray for us real quick. And then I'm going to come hug you. <clears throat> Lord, we are, uh, we are thankful. We're, we are very thankful that you can create space, that you create time and space, that you are everywhere. That there's not a human being on this planet that you're not with every day. And that we know that you're with us. And you know that you're for us. And you, we know that we have a personal relationship with you. And that personal relationship means, Lord, that we don't have to compare our stories to anybody else's stories. We can just, we can just be in it with you. We have permission to just be in it with you. And I thank you, Lord, for the ups, and I thank you for the downs, and I thank you for everything that you're doing in this space, and I thank you for the things that you're doing in the world, Lord, that we don't understand. And I pray that you continue to heal us, continue to be with us, continue to walk with us, and we just thank you for that in advance. We love you, and we just pray that and ask that you're with all your children tonight in this world. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, I'm coming to get a hug. I love you. I love you. All right, you guys uh, just had an opportunity to listen to a conversation that I had with my daughter on October 4th, 2020. Um, And I think that if there's something that we do different um, for the podcast this season, for season three, I just want to make sure that I'm closing with some thoughts. Um, not because my thoughts are super important, but as this is kind of a, um, an audio scrapbook, that was a word I wasn't looking I couldn't think of earlier today as this is a audio scrapbook. And as this is kind of a tool and, you know, a project, a project of healing, a project of growth and, um, a passion project of love and intimacy I think that also it's an it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity for me to think through a conversation and try to find out what God has to say about it. So at the end of every episode, I'm probably going to have a few minutes where I reflect on something about the Word of God, um, because I'm I'm passionate about um, not having all the words. I'm I'm 
if that's a thing that's possible, I'm actually more passionate about figuring out what God has to say about it than what I have to say about it. And that has a, that's been a theme that I think that has kind of come out through uh, this pandemic. And I've never searched the Bible more, and I've never looked for answers more. And I cannot be more excited about that. So um, as I was re-listening to our conversation, you know, I just wanted to know, what God, what do you have to say about, about what we deserve from you? And what do we, and what we can expect? And so Isaiah 41.10 is one of my favorite scriptures. And honestly, it was probably the first of my favorite scriptures, if I'm being honest. Um, just, you know, probably six or seven years ago when I started having favorite scriptures, um, I was at Nohia Cafe here in Chicago and I was like, what's the password or what's the uh, Wi-Fi password? And, and the Wi-Fi password was Isaiah 4110. And that was the first time I got a chance to hear or read this scripture. And I kind of deciphered and decoded the fact that like, oh, these are Christians. They have a Bible verse as their Wi-Fi password. And I thought it was rad. And so it's been my favorite ever since then. And the, and the, and the scripture goes like this. Isaiah 4110 says, Fear not, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And the thing that, that's the interpretation, my interpretation has always been, you are not alone. And, you know, I think that's a very simple way of saying that don't have any fear. God's telling us not to have any fear. He's reminding you that I am with you, that he's with us. And if he's with us, then we can't be alone. And then I'd take it a step further. If he's with us, if he is for us, if he's telling us not to be discouraged because I'm your God and that I will strengthen you, then I think that it's kind of suffice it to say that we deserve to process the feelings that we have. We deserve to process the pain. We deserve to have the bad days. We deserve the space. And as I watch this pandemic roll on, and as I I have just identified a theme, I've identified a theme that because there's so much hard, hard, a hard time, because there's so much death, there's so much destruction, there's so much hate, there's so much violence, there's so much, there's so much going on in the world that, that some of us are even getting disconnected with the fact that we deserve to feel bad or that we deserve to have a bad day or that we don't even feel like we deserve to, to feel the feelings that we're having right now. And that's not, it cannot be further from the truth. And the thing that is so powerfully separating that, you know, Satan will figure out how to separate us from, from God and, and separate our relationship. And so the, the, the crazy part is if you're a person that has empathy, right? If empathy is in your heart, then you're tracking with God's heart, right? If you, if you actually think that there's something that there's people in the world that have it badly, if you are even pointed in that direction, then your heart is pointed towards others. And that is something that makes the heart of God happy. That makes God happy. But it's that thought. That's the thought. That's the theme that I keep hearing happening that that separates us from having that empathy. Because what it does is it takes it, it's teaching us to not have empathy for ourselves. 
what it's doing is it's making us making us feel as if because there's so much going on inside of the world that we aren't worthy of being loved, of having a bad day. And so what happens is we're burying it. We're putting it down. We're pushing it down. We're pushing it off. We're not processing the feelings. We're not having the conversations. We're not coming to God with it. And there could be nothing in the world that would make Satan more happy than you not coming to God with the things that he knows you need to. And from your heart being separated from the heart of God, because now you start to pull, you start to carry weight that's not yours to carry. So instead of those things that you would submit to God and ask God to be involved in and, and ask God to take from you and ask God to save you from, now you don't feel like you're even worthy of that. And so you carry that. And you might be praying for others and you might be expending, but what a trick, what a trickster the devil is. Seriously, to make us think that we're not worthy of having the struggle at any level that we are, that we're having. And so I just want to make sure that we remember that. I want to make sure that every single time we have this podcast, that there's something about the word of God and whether I catch it in and I'm getting better at the Bible and, and God, you know, I can't wait to listen to this in 20 years when, you know, as I listen to something, a, a scripture pops up. God, I just want, I don't want my words to be my words anymore. I want to hear something that's going on in the world and say, you know what, this is what God has to say about it. And it might take me a few minutes. I might have to reflect right now, but I'm going to do that work. In 20 years, it's going to be better than it is today. But for right now, I'll do a little research, come up with a scripture. And we're going to end this Daddy Daughter podcast that way. And then I'm going to make my kid listen to it. <laughs> so she's going to be involved in the process from start to finish. But I just want to let you know, you know, it was powerful. It was uh, a very emotional um, and vulnerable conversation um, that that me and my kid just had. And we sat here and we cried for, you know, five, ten minutes afterwards. And we hugged and we just... Just spend a little more time. And we had a little bit more conversation and some stuff that wasn't recorded. But it was it's powerful to have a conversation. It's powerful to share with each other. And I know that there's so much power in it because it starts to loose our grip on the things that we're struggling with when we just kind of share them. And so that's what I got for this episode of the Daddy Daughter Podcast. And I don't know what I'm going to call this thing at the end, but whatever it is, we'll name it at some point. I'll think of something. But this is just what was on my heart to do. But we'll do it every time. Uh, every time, unless there's some sort of scripture that we struggle or, or wrestle with or read or study during it at some point, we'll, we'll make sure that God's words are being heard louder than ours in Jesus' name. Thank you guys for tuning in. It was a special episode, um, special conversation. And you know what? If you're in a position where you want to have that space with your kids, then then create it. You're allowed to create it. I don't care if you're a podcast and you want to call it the Daddy Daughter Podcast too. I don't. I don't. I'm not in competition with nobody out there. I want more conversations to be had. I want the aunt and uncle podcast. I want the cousin and brother podcast. I want the. I want a podcast where people just talk to each other and share their feelings. Um, and open up because the more that we do that the more that we realize that we're not alone and God's going to prove it alright God bless love you guys peace <laughs>